I can still see you, and <laughs> it's the same orientation that we always that's right. have. I that's purposeful. You're across Just for from, you. Yeah, you're across from me. The same walls behind you. This helps. Sorry, I'm referring to how Tim and I are FaceTiming, which is our third time doing this, our third time recording the show under mandatory quarant- <laughs> under under quarantine. <laughs> yeah, luckily not feeling too dressed. Yes, yeah. hello to you, Tim. Hello to Hello. everyone, and yes, welcome to episode 86, in fact, of Dismembering Horror, the podcast show where myself, Ryan McDuffie, and myself, Tim Aslan, we dismember a horror film. Every week, we talk about what worked for us, what did not work for us, and anything else we found interesting or noteworthy in, in hopes, in joyful hopes, in mirthful hopes that you all have watched the film, perhaps, and and just want to sit down with some buds who may not be there and talk about whatever horror movie we're talking about, because mm. we like to we're just trying to see what's out there. In order eighty-seven, to, yeah, eighty-seven. I'm trying to see what's in there by seeing what's out there. Yeah, man, almost to ninety, which means we're almost to a hundo. Uh oh. Well, you know what happens when we turn a hundred. What? Actually, we got to decide. I'm excited to decide. I've been thinking about it for, I mean, the the whole show. What are we going to do for episode 100? (laughs) I don't know. Well, again, stuff Maybe we'll still be in quarantine. Yeah, I know. I thought about that, and uh, we'll we'll have to talk about that off air, because that will go against some plans that we had. But anyways, sorry. Sorry. Okay, so um, where are we? Oh, yeah, Circle. That's the film that we watched. Yes, it is. Circle from 2015 available for for you on Netflix probably forever to watch and well uh, probably yeah tim and i watched it we're going to talk about <laughs> all the things i just said i miss i miss watching them with you tim especially for ones that are just kind of i don't know kind of fun and stupid yeah yeah well <laughs> oh that's how you felt about this one mm. <laughs> okay yeah should I'm we i'm so curious as to find out more about your thoughts well likewise i'm curious to see what you <laughs> thought um okay well let's watch the trailer then so then we can move on to finding out what we what each other thought oh okay all right here it is the trailer for circle everyone free oh they can see if we move Stand still, and we'll be fine. Where's that coming from? Okay, now. What the hell's going on? They're killing us. No, it's not them. Are you guys seeing this? Look at your hands. When you move them, it changes the floor. It's a vote. They're killing whoever gets the most votes. It's us. We're choosing who dies. 
circle this summer. Not sphere, not triangle, but <laughs> circle. Oh, sphere. Remember that movie? Yeah, I do. You know, I just watched The Core, which I think came out around the same time as Sphere, and I always got them mixed up. <laughs> How to <the> shit. <laughs> All right. Well, if that's what you think of The Core, Tim, I want to know, <laughs> what did you think of Circle? Would you tell yourself per our rating system to avoid it, stream it, rent it, or buy it, and why? Well, I would stream it because that's what I did. And I think, you know, I actually, it's, I, I think it's a cool kind of conceptual experiment to do, like as a, as a story or whatever, but like I enjoyed the idea and mostly the execution. Um, and I think it's an interesting kind of exercise uh but i don't think it's feature film worthy well in this particular sort of one room ensemble cast thing like it felt like it could have just been a short film and it would have been just as good if not more enjoyable as in i mean to not to to jump ahead to the specifics of how the mechanisms of the film worked and what it's about. But like, you mean actually like if, okay, okay, real quick. Well, it's about, uh, I don't want to get ahead, but I'm trying to say like, how would you cut it down? Like less people or just less time between kills? Uh, probably I would just consolidate the, yeah, the number of people and maybe even just jump forward in time throughout like you could you could do some leaps and yeah. have the same effect i just felt like it became slightly redundant i agree with you on it and became... so like <laughs> as interesting as the as the kind of the premise and the conversations that are being had and the logic and the sort of you know philosoph philosophical debate that that the movie is presenting like i think that's all cool but not maybe not for an hour and a half yeah, well, okay, I'll, I'll agree as far as the ratings with Stream It and kind of everything that you liked about it, I agree with too, where it's like, oh yeah, I'd, there's plenty of like fun moments. Oh yeah, whoa, he just got it. Oh, wasn't expecting her to get it. Oh man, can't believe they just did that. And um, and then just, yeah, and then the own like the thought-provoking part of just like, oh, what would I do? What is this? Blah, blah, blah. That was all fun. Um, yeah, just the, the what if of it all. But I, I thought like the filmmaking is it was good enough to be engrossing in that sense, but not good enough to be good. You right. You know what I mean? Right. Like and I wouldn't I actually well, think that the idea yeah. is I, I guess that's where I do differ is I could see the idea like being feature film worthy and it's just more in kind of consolidating a lot of the ideas. It I guess as a whole like yeah. the, the movie it felt like it was always one step behind where I wanted it to be at any right. given point and kind of how long it belabored on a question or an idea. Just, yeah, that yeah. kind of mode. And then it just was kind of just, I don't know. It's kind of like, just, you know, as exactly what I already said, good enough to be engrossing, but not like, Oh yeah, this is good. The writing and the characters and blah, blah, right. blah. This is good. You know, I wasn't thinking that at all. I thought it was comparable. The kind of fun it was to like, 
like a Friday the 13th movie kind of thing. But if maybe just as far as like the kills happening and the kind of the, the way the characters are portrayed as the, oh, you have the this one and the that one. Mm-hmm. It is kind of the fun of watching them in this this vice-like situation. So Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's got some fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, should we move on to our summary? Sure. Well, so what Am was this? Do it? This premise. <laughs> you don't have the premise to. Premise is fit what fifty people or something like that. Yeah, it's fifty people wake up standing up in a like black room with lights in front of them with triangle triangle patterns circling them. <laughs> yeah. In, and a in, like in, orb in the middle, sort the, of. Yeah, a black orb in the middle. It's in this. It's in an alien spaceship. We learn, well, or a spaceship. We don't know if they're aliens. Yeah, it's in. Yeah, UFO. I mean, I think initially the big sort of question that all the characters have of like, where are we? How did we get here? What's going on? I know. I'm just saying it straight up because it's like it yeah. didn't leave any doubt in the end of the movie. So like, right, what? It, right. <laughs> you full on see the spaceships at the end. So yes, it is a spaceship. So it no, is aliens. Yeah, no mystery there. They, they've been chosen for some reason to play out a game of, uh, what what is sort of like a a sinister game of survival. I don't know what you call yeah. it. Yeah, isn't there like a uh, Ten Little Indians? Remember Ten Little Indians, the Agatha Christie? I think it's oh, an Agatha, right. Agatha Christie play or book or whatever. Yeah, it's it, sort of like everybody just gets picked off, or how about or like kind of, they're like choosing who gets picked off. Kind in of this, like in this case, they are literally choosing who's getting killed every two minutes. Yeah, a musical chairs yeah. Uh, kind of formula, where yeah, every minute or two, this uh, depending on what it's, had it's to be two minutes. It's set. It's stated two minutes. No, I know, but was it actually? Um, oh it, no, no, no. <laughs> that's what I meant. Um, yeah, yeah. And then anyway, so the 50 of them are there and it's like, it starts with the opening shot where it's like, okay, yeah, there's there's the this guy, there's the this girl, there's this person. You're kind of just getting this like grab bag face value litany of kind of like modern day stereotypes. Yeah. It feels totally. like 2015 people. Again, they, comparable. You know, I, I wonder if they did this, if they actually did this, but... It, it, it did feel fairly rep- demographically representative of the U.S. Oh, and yeah, it was. It's specifically set in Los Angeles, too. Funny thing. Right. The first place that we hear is, I was just in Glendale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. <funny. laughs> yeah, so there's sort of a pretty clear, like, demographic breakdown of, like, you know, there's two Asian people. There's six African-American people. There's, you know... 15 white people and then there's sort of smatterings of of whatever here and there so it it actually did feel like they may have tried to get a a close percentage representation yeah and then there's an age there's an age representation as well right there's a little girl all the way up through a fairly old i think the oldest person is a old man um, it is pretty funny though, or it feels like the statistically just the representation just rings to and feels close, but then, but then within it, 
the as far as you know it doesn't matter what what race they are or whatever it's like they aren't they aren't really good people portrayals with it <laughs> right well yeah they kind of lean in on the uh they're painting with large st- strokes very very <laughs> large strokes <laughs> and anyways uh and anyway they all get they well exactly what we expect to happen happens they kind of all you know die off one by one, if there's a tie, they might get killed at the same time. Someone might sacrifice themselves and step out. That happens a couple times. Yeah. And we kind of just sort of just run down a list of kind of um, feels like almost t- topical five years ago now, more so things of just like, yeah, okay, but we're over it now as far as, I don't know digesting yeah. and, and learning from it yeah you know as, and there's like you know oh uh we shouldn't discriminate against gay people and like they have to have a whole big discussion about that <laughs> right the right. class one was pretty funny too yeah but yeah. we kind of have go go down the list of those oh so you know race shouldn't you know come into it that kind right. of thing and they right. talk about that for a while and then um ageism i mean it's all it's just yeah. all the isms you know yeah. it's like so you have various group beings of people kind of teaming up and then like double crossing and well eventually agreeing to certain parameters to like who should survive or who shouldn't that's kind of what it what it builds to is once it gets to a small enough amount of people you kind of have two factions arise where it's like you have one group of people who want to kill the little girl and the pregnant woman because they think, you know, get rid of them first will give them a chance. And then the other group of people who are like, well, they should be left alive out of all right. of us. Right. Um, and then they kind of, yeah, they, they those are the yeah, I mean, that play it, it out. boils down to an argument of altruism for the greater good and whatever that means to you versus actual just personal survival. Yeah, that's really at the heart of this film. Yeah. So, you know, cool. That's all cool stuff to talk about. Yeah. And that's kind of kind of what happens. And then to, I guess to wrap up the summary of the story, we just get the kind of whatever main guy. I, I say that only because he lived, but just right. kind of super average, like white younger guy who's, um, I think, one of the filmmakers, too. Oh, really? Um, I could buy that. And he he makes it to the end, outlasting you know deciding to kill the uh, a manufacturer the death of the little girl and the pregnant woman and the pregnant woman's child. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, he, he kills that baby. When that he end, unborn baby, <laughs> he ends up uh, back on the streets with another group of people, and we I don't know Tim what you got out of it, but I'm like maybe we're to assume that they're just gonna get. Now all those survivors are going to get another game put into another game. Yeah, I think that that's something we should discuss. All right, great. The ending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. I think that about wraps it, or that about explains what happened for yeah. for anyone who didn't watch and for anyone who did watch. That's what Tim and I got out of it as far as what happened that was pertinent. All right. Yeah. Let's keep going. Let's move on. All right. What worked? What worked? What worked for you? What worked for you? It worked like a charm, Smith. What worked?
it was fun. Like I said, the Friday the Thirteenth way where, and this is, and then you know, to go further with it, how my own biases, you know, were brought out. But like the first one, where the guy, he just like to me just seemed like so hateable. He's the younger guy, and he says, oh, "Okay, everybody, we can go about this a certain way." And he basically says, "Let's just get rid of the six people who are old." Like, right? That guy sucks. Right, and then. Yeah, but then like to see him then get killed out was just so much fun in that Friday the Thirteenth way where it was right. like the the one of those surviving old women she's just like fuck you which is apparently <laughs> improvised um, one of the best parts of the movie and then you know the lightning strikes him <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah um, I mean I think that that's the that there are two main kind of merits to the to the movie for me. One is just the conversation and, like, your, as a viewer, your interaction with yourself in contemplating all of these things that are brought up. Like, you know, where do you land? Like, who do you relate to in that group of 50 people? And it's going to be different for everybody, obviously. So I think that's actually a really compelling thing, and it's fun. Like, it is fun. And I think for the most part, the, albeit slightly you know, caricature-ish, but the, the you know, the execution or the representation or the sort of the, the people who they picked and their performances are all kind of cool. You know, like, I, I enjoyed it. I was like, it's on the nose, but it kind of needs to be on the nose for it to work. Yeah, and so I you, agree. You know, it's like, yeah, like, the douchey white... There's a few douchey white guys, actually. Um, but there's sort of, like, the young, hip white guy who you know they all have a bit of a little arc for themselves and that's that's cool you know like he's the there's the one guy in the black blazer who like turns to the uh the quote unquote uh her her actual character name is pretty girl um and he starts to manipulate the group by being like where do I know you from? Oh yeah. You're, aren't you an actress? Oh no, I know what it is. You're in porn. And it's just, you know, he's just making shit up, but it's like watching people try to figure out how to like survive and how insidious they'll get to, to do that is very fun. Yeah. (laughs) And then watching the people who you think maybe they're, it's all tactics, right? It's what it's, you know, if have you ever you you and I have played Secret Hitler before, which is a a board game that basically is this thing. It's like you're pitting people against each other to like win the game, and it's like Mafia does the same thing. If you've ever played Mafia, yeah, um, there's lots of versions of this, and to me, that's the fun of the movie, and it is working in the movie. Totally. Totally. I agree. And I am. It's hard because when you're, when you're talking about, it, I am kind of conflicted because. Like, you're right, you, when it is at this kind of, I don't know, when this kind of conceit, like a way that is fun is that it's sort of Friday the 13th level, you know, characters portrayed, like use those, those broad strokes, those large swaths. It is a a kind of fun, but then it is just, there's that part of me too, where, I don't know, you're going to hear me kind of going both ways, I guess, but like. I don't know. I just have an, another take in mind that it could be where this premise is so cool. I want to have my cake and eat it too. Where sure, it's it's just a different movie where you know yes, to to absolutely a, to just approach this more like straight faced, realistic, trying to like I don't know. 
just however however else that approach would be where it's like it's it's really easy to make fun of this movie in the way of how the characters are portrayed but at the same time it's like totally works for what it is you know well and that's yeah that that's my feeling too it's like the version of this story that they chose to to go for was the one where everybody actually is the stereotype yeah Right. And that's fine. They and they were consistent about it. Yeah. And I think that's important, too, because if you if they got inconsistent with it, it would fall apart. Yeah. And so, you know, it's smart of them to make that decision where they go, okay, here's the deal. Like everybody is a little two dimensional. We're going to put you in this box like the cop is going to be a right wing sort of Fox News guy. And he's who, you know has a specific point of view, but ultimately falls into a pretty standard box of cops. You know, it's like, obviously not every cop is, you know, super conservative and, you know, whatever. Right. He starts like espousing uh, socialism's destroying the country. Right. 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 Exactly. (laughs) It's like, but you know, we know that stereotype, just like we know the stereotype of the tattooed, Hispanic guy and has a teardrop tattoo. You, you know, it's like I, I early on, I thought they were going to subvert those stereotypes. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, this that's that'll be interesting to watch. And then they didn't. They were like, no, no, we're sticking with it. We're going to say yeah. he actually is a quote unquote, you know, whatever thug who beats up his girlfriend. Right. And that that is, and he admits it. And so you go, OK, it's like, you know, the the rich, older classism guy is a banker. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like they they just they lay it on one to one and they stick with it. And that's cool. Yeah. Because then you get to see those uh, stereotypes espouse their specific point of view. Yeah, exactly. And it still allows, because every other stereotype is in the room, you get to have the debate from those stereotypes' point of views. And that's great. They're consistent. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, that that works. I would like to see the other version where you go, okay, man, like, this just because this guy visually represents a thing, you know, let's see him subvert that stereotype. There's not a whole lot of that. Nope. Um, so, cool. Whatever. And yeah, just some other fun things, too, just to give credit where credit is due. Like, there were a couple few moments, I'm trying to remember, where there's some nice little, like, twist or turn or callback. Like, the the one I really liked was when we're convinced they had me thinking that this was a husband-wife couple who mm-hmm. got beam- beamed up together, and they actually were just, you know teaming up lying thinking you know trying to get people's sympathies but then we had at the way end when someone was calling him out for it it's like really then what's his name and and he had said it early on yeah he said it early in the movie so it's just that fun thing for the audience of like us trying to remember oh would we have remembered his name (laughs) yeah totally no i like all that i mean anytime you get somebody who really sort of states their case for whatever they're trying to achieve usually it's them surviving but sometimes it's them being like no we have to like do the right thing 
and uh and it coming down to the tick the ticking clock continuously of like okay here we go we're gonna get a decision yeah and then you know occasionally somebody you think it's gonna be the person who is just mouthing off and it's and it ends up being the person next to them and yeah. I, that those little moments are quite fun yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Not knowing who's going to get killed each time and then has having the instant reveal. It's fu- it was really fun just to like fall in that formula where it's like, OK, you hear this sound. That means someone was just killed. I can kind of breathe for a sec. And oh, mm-hmm. here the sound comes on again. Who's it going to be? Right. It, it was fun too, just when just as a as a I don't know, as a plotting structure, I guess, just to have like, you know, it just kind of in, in the screenplay. I don't want to say lesson, but like just idea of just an active ticking clock where yeah. i mean a really good example for that it was yep. really fun to see when the transition kind of took place and you almost didn't even notice it where it feels like you know throughout it oh yeah uh, a lot of people are still here then before you know it all of a sudden there's oh i'm kind of looking around oh man we're starting to get down to it yeah. Well, did we besties this time? Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It was just feeling that the fun pressure of like noticing there's less and less people. Yeah. I, I also think it's really fun to watch. I think there's a there's a term for this, but the, the you know, the the darker side of of people come out. You know, when you see when it comes down to, you know, us against them or me against, you know, me like wanting to survive what kind of i guess the true your true sort of nature comes out um and it's fun to watch how they depict some people falling into kind of the the panic of that and some people being really really conniving about it Mm -hmm. and some people being like no man like that's if we're gonna be in this situation like we should do the right thing. And that's sub- to a degree subjective. I mean, even in their opinions, it's obviously subjective. But like the whole movie kind of rests on half of the people essentially thinking that the woman who's pregnant or the young girl who's probably, what do you think, 10? Uh, yeah, something like that that they're the ones who deserve to live for whatever reason. Like, what's your justification for that? And getting to see people talk about that is interesting, you know? Yeah. And people flip out about it is cool, too. Like, watching a dude be like, look, it's not personal. It's 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 rational. If you want to survive longer, you should get rid of the two people that most people think should end up there at the end because if you get rid of them then we all have more of a chance to survive individually yeah that's a pretty that's a pretty intense argument to me. <laughs> yeah right but um, just like anything if you can get enough people thinking about themselves you know you can sway the the crowd yeah that's exactly what the dude who survives is doing at the end like oh what is your kid's name oh yeah, yeah. he's like playing them like that um yeah. I, as far as it's like when it was fun to see the worst being brought out in people my favorite was when you had the couple or a few times where these the people were stepping up to kill themselves 
you know they're they just seem so like just the last people you want to see die because they're being so like gracious about it there's the yeah. the 16 year old kid the um, the hispanic woman who's yeah. like you know with the heavy accent who are like you super endeared to there's another there's a couple other people who just like you know the, yeah there's an older older black guy who's just like he's i don't think he's said almost anything until he goes i'll do it yeah and you're like oh dude you no you shouldn't do it cuz like you're not a dick. And then just <laughs> the the people we already kind of hate, just like, yes, yes, okay, well, I'll name my kid after you if I make it out of this. <laughs> just like, ugh. I love that, and he calls him the wrong name. It's so <laughs> <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> so, yeah, watching, and then, so, yeah, that's what I was really getting to, was watching the those people spur on whoever was willing to kill themselves. It was just so, like, right. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's, I think that's the other big thing that's really good well and working about the movie is that it really does lean in on the two ends of the spectrum of like how ugly humans can be and how uh honorable they can be you know and you could take any any random grouping of 50 people and you're gonna get some of both yeah, which we see in the end when there's the group of the presumed survivors of the first round, I guess. Like, we see all the spaceships and our dude walks out and sort of stumbles up, up upon this group. And it's like, seems like half of them are pregnant women or children. That's so- interesting. Yeah, I yeah I was perplexed as to what to take away from that last moment but that makes a lot of sense that all those people gathering in that moment are the one are the survivors the ones who quote unquote won the game yeah that's pretty yeah i like that take on it for sure mm-hmm. you kind of see that in the numbers that is good that if if that was the intention that that's a really good way to to go <laughs> I dig I dig it. I I kind of was like it you know it's vague and I wasn't sure. I thought maybe those are people who just you know there's limited number of uh of spaceships and so those are just the next group of people that'll be sucked up into it to play this game again. No, yeah, I don't think and, they would just I, be you know I didn't know out. like that you can't know. Maybe they didn't go up at all. Like it's one of those it's it's open-ended enough but but I like that take. Yeah. A lot. Um, what else? What else? What else did you like? Um, I don't know. I mean, it, there's, it, there's not a ton going on, right? Like, I think that that's sort of it for me. Yeah. I mean, I get my favorite of the different, um, kind of issues brought up or whatever or calling someone out was the class warfare stuff of just the, when they were ganging up on <laughs> yeah the, what this... do you do for a living who gives a fuck right exactly <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i i contribute to society based on what fucking metric right just i mean even that just seems so like antiquated but i guess there i mean there still are people like that but it just was so just like of course there are <laughs> i mean yeah yeah but you know, but just seen like again just painted that broadly it's and in a movie like this 
it just, I don't know, that one just made me giggle, but in a fun way, you know, in a good way. You know, and it, yeah. And conversely, I think the, the ugliness of, there's a moment when, um, I can't remember exactly how it's set up, but like two people tie and it's unexpected. And then, you know, the countdown's happening again and at the last second because everybody's like oh shit that that's not what we thought would happen what do we do now at the last second a guy goes kill the black guy and and then they do and they all do they just go with it out of this weird instinct of like follow the 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 command or the herd or whatever and i think that like those kinds of moments of like seeing how easily you can you can kind of prey on people's lesser you know, uh, whatever you would call that, the shittier, yeah, yeah, the shittier sides of people, the things that the the indoctrination and the and the stereotypes that well, people already have. Yeah, like that, it, I like those moments because it does. The movie really does put a magnifying glass on that kind of stuff. It's right, it, it's fun because I mean, in those moment, those moments are really when you hear the literal clock ticking. Right, <laughs> kill the black guy. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like holy shit, and you're like, well, where the fuck did that impulse come from? You, you know what I mean? It's like, oh right, uh, it came from the society we live in. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. So the amount of that's uh, that's kind of what I like the most about the movie is the the amount of times that you go, hmm, yeah, that seems about right. Yeah, that's a bummer. <laughs> um, and in the spirit of what this kind of movie was, just to like. Where you get these characters, we're supposed to be feeling a certain way about them, and then when there's the tie and they get locked in that beam, where it's <laughs> right. just like, I don't know, just something you know, straight out of After Effects, just looking. <laughs> it's just, it was just funny. It's just like stupid and funny. I just got a kick out yeah. of like seeing them, them trapped and oh, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, all right, should we move on? Yeah. All right. What did not work? It's not ready yet. Seems to work okay. No, something important's missing. What did not work? <laughs> and here we go, Tim. It was the beam. Let me just get that out of my way. <laughs> you I did it. To, I just had to do it. It had been a while. Where Also, what did not work for me was th- that beam just looked so stupid. It like took me right out of being able to watch it as a movie. But again, yeah. it also worked for me because it was stupid. So right. do, with that, do with that what you will. Yeah, I mean, I think that just the the limitedness of it, like the being in a room, there's there's only so much you can kind of well, I don't know if this is true, but it feels like you're you you've painted yourself into a corner a bit. Even though I know that you do it to, you know, as an economical filmmaking tool, you say, okay, how how do we make a movie we want to make for basically very little? We put it in one room with basically no props or, you know, it's like the same lighting all the time. It's a pretty smart way to go if you want to make a movie for cheap, but it it's boring. You know, like visually, there's a certain point where I just am like, ah, like, I don't want to keep looking at this room. Yeah. These, you know, like there's a lot of panning around and like disorienting you know, purposefully, I would assume, disorientating if you're British, um, where it's like you really never, because it's a circle anyway, You, you there's no sense of angles of 
positioning where you are. It's like you basing it completely on who you're seeing. Yeah. And even then there are times where I was like, oh man, my brain just can't like figure out where I am in, in the space of the room or where the camera is because like I thought from a previous shot that this person was next to that person, but from this other shot, they're not because well, I it's, don't know who I'm looking at. And then there's people who look similar and you're like, oh, fuck, I, like who's who? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that just kind of has to be embraced with this kind of, I think that can yeah. be worked, worked with. Like if we were even more with these characters or just engrossed with whether they live or die, you know, you could really just tell it more with their faces, let's say. I don't know. And I think, it was, well, well, yeah. Also, just visually, too, like, it felt like they were doing just some stuff. I don't know. I actually would have preferred, again, maybe this just not this movie, but uh, an even more minimal take on it, where this just did feel like a little too like showy weird alien game show like did we right. have to have like right. the beams appear did you have to have like dramatic lightning strike you know right. just this <laughs> it, it really felt yeah. like it was you know where where was the alien game show host that was going to step out you know <laughs> you could have right. done it just a little and then and that would just would have been one more way than you you'd make it super interesting with whatever the current conflict is or whatever the characters are at yeah. Well, and and here's a th- here's a So the the filmmakers um they said that they they kind of got the c- concept from um 12 Angry Men, which is a great movie. The, and, the well, the original one which is Sidney Lumet and, and, and Saw and stuff like that, they said right. an influence. And so, you know, to take Sidney's movie for example, as a filmmaker, as a director, he did some very, very specific things to push the visual uh, feeling that you have as a viewer through that movie. So in the beginning of the 12 Angry Men, you start – it's all in the same room, right? And so you're you're at risk of it becoming quite boring if you don't do something with it. So his way of dealing with that was to – have the early half of the movie essentially shot in wide angles and to also have it shot from um, mostly, I believe he started it with uh, the camera slightly above everybody's head. And as the movie progressed, he pushed in on people. He put a longer lens on them so that the, the walls in the room seem start to close in on everybody visually, like in the, in the space we see that and he lowered the camera so by the end of it you're like in their face under their noses and that that is a very clear directorial you know visual storytelling device that he applied to that movie so that when they leave the room that we've been trapped in we've really felt progressively more and more claustrophobic in that room and the last shot of that movie is a super, super high angle wide above the courthouse where you watch the jurors walk out of the courthouse down the stairs and you get you get to the relief of being outside and like seeing a lot. And the and the people are very small. We've been in their faces this whole time. Now they're like little ants. Well, so yeah. all of that is to say 
if you're going to put yourself in one room with the same characters for 90 minutes, try to use devices to enhance the experience in regards to the story. Yeah, and it's not... Go on. Okay, it's it's not just those overall like um sort of it's great like yeah you absolutely do those overall kind of okay how you describe it first section we're shooting it this way second second we're shooting it this way but then also just on that like level of that moment to moment storytelling of you know what is the emotional arc at any given moment and what is the camera doing to like directly reflect that mm-hmm. which so then like yeah combined with all those more deliberate ways that you know 12 angry men approached it here you know you hear about the making of and it's just like oh yeah we were you know a two camera shoot getting coverage and you can definitely feel that that's what they were doing it you just get you just get lost in this kind of swath of the same coverage right like it's edited well to tell that within that coverage and like follow the beats but it doesn't have that like ooh, you aren't really falling under its spell you know Right. I mean, I just off the top of my head, if you're going to do, you know, you've got ticking clock, constant ticking clock, there's an in, there's an inherent freneticness to that that they never really push visually. I mean, it's edited. Yeah, yeah. Not visually, but it is edited faster as it goes, I think. Yeah. But like there's a lot of sweeping shots, like circular sweeping shots and stuff like but they're they seem kind of arbitrary and kind of randomized. Like I would have wanted to be a little more deliberate about those things as the movie pushed on and like, you know, play around with it at times, subvert expectation visually, like make somebody feel like, oh shit, we're leading in this direction. I'm not saying it's not done in the movie, but I think it could have been more deliberately done. Yeah. And I guess it is one of those cases where this was so low budget they're yeah. working with all these people. They just want to shoot out. There's so much they're keeping track of. Oh, where, totally, yeah, there, yeah, there's that part where it's like you want to forgive them, but I, I don't know. I, I think I'm more side with maybe where you're at, Tim, where it's like, well, if you're going to do it, though, you got to do it all. Like, Yeah, I think that there's a – there is sometimes, and I'm guilty of this, there is a tendency when you're low budget and short time to say – that that's the reason you couldn't do certain things. That's true to a point, but you can always prepare, <laughs> right? Like you can always plan and prepare. You you don't have to, well, until, until you set a deadline for when you're actually shooting, all you have is time to make these decisions. Right, so, they could have, yeah, you, you make that broader decision to, okay, we aren't going to shoot to camera. We're going to really try to find a way to make the shooting style evolve and follow the moment-to-moment beats. Let's spend, right. let's spend um, you know, a week, me and the DP and whoever, working with 50 dummies and stand-ins, you know, right. figure it out. Right, exactly. I mean, you know, in the last thing I shot, we knew that, and our and our um, our grip department was really helpful in this. They they sort of said, look, well, like we had pre production meetings, and they said, look, if you're gonna pull off, you know, the handful of dolly like complicated dolly moves that you want in this movie, you need to schedule around that first. 
And that changed how we decided to shoot certain things and schedule certain things and when people needed to be there. But like we had to have those meetings first to get to that decision to maximize our time and not fall into this trap of like, oh, we have to cut that complicated shot because we ran out of time. It's like, no, we want that shot. That shot's important. It's really important to telling the story. How do we prioritize around that? Yeah, and so <laughs> I think that's that's your job as a director to prep from that point of view and make sure you get the things that make your movie better. So I'll just say what did not work is we wanted more deliberate visual storytelling. Yes, especially <laughs> in this context of one room. Yes, totally, totally. That, I think that really is where I land, where I'm like... I really enjoy the philosophical aspect of the movie, but without with without coupling it to some visual emphasis, I, I I'm left feeling a little okay. Yeah, right. Look at all the possibilities that could be birthed from these constraints versus just yeah. Yeah, what we got. There I, are no extreme close-ups in this movie. Mm-hmm. In this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the most life or death movie you can get, right? Like we're deciding the fate of everybody in the room and you never have an ECU. You never have an ECU on somebody's eyes going, holy fucking shit, I'm about to die. Right. That's That seems odd to me. It's fine. It's a decision. But I'm like, I personally would be like, get that camera into their faces. Let's really, really feel the discomfort of it. Well, I uh, yeah, I if that's your, I completely agree with it. My main my main gripe was still like kind of what I already said, where it it just at any time it felt like a step behind where I wanted it to be at, where it was like they were either they like start talking about something, and I'm like, well, what are you doing taking this whole like <laughs> two you know rounds to talk about it, yeah. and like talking a whole segment about you know putting down a porn star or spending like all this time just asking someone how old they are. It's it just, it's just was that, that was just all specifically so frustrating to me. Yeah. And well, it, but also that's a product of just innate in, in, in the world, a randomized group of people. You're not necessarily going to get quote unquote leaders in that grouping. Right. You know, the type of personalities that go. I mean, you see Pete characters kind of try to do it, but there are certain people in the world that are really, really compelling and really good at saying, okay, here's the deal, everybody. Like, th we have to go from this angle. And, like, I think the some of the fun of the movie is seeing how the people who try to be that person fail. Right. And I think the best person you can, who probably was that person, actually, I men mentioned this in What Worked. Uh, I did really like that we had one person who just refused to participate at all and was one of the last people surviving. Yeah. I liked yeah. him a lot. And I feel like I would have taken either one of those two approaches where it's it's that guy, you just do say nothing, don't even, you know, decide who's going to be killed. And um or I would have just stepped up and have been like, "Okay, okay, enough talking about this. Well, what about this?" you know. Right. Like I don't know. Yeah, because they, they never fully that that was kind of bugged me too. I felt like there were a couple areas that you know, in the end, it didn't seem like they added up to much, but a couple threads that I felt like were lost too early. Where there was, yeah. I was, thought that was really interesting when they said maybe if a couple of us all know each other, and I don't know, you know, just thinking in terms of in movie terms, like a rival or whatever, where just 
I, I would probably approach the situation that way of that kind of, you know, as if it was a movie, even if it was real life where it's like, okay, the key thing in these situations is always how do we all work together and find our connection and bond? So right. I just thought that would have been a, a thread to an obvious thread to follow is like, how do we, who knows each other here? Let's just worry about that first. But they kind of well, just stopped. Yeah. And, and, and if you continue on that thread, you get to the place of, you know, Despite our overt differences, if you dig in a little bit, you will find commonality. And this movie doesn't really actually get to that. Yeah. But they could have. They could have gotten into it and used that as, a, you know, one group's lever for, you know, finding some, uh, you know, power in, in numbers or whatever. But, you know, so be it. Yeah. I know it's same with like, I like that idea that they had where it's like, okay, how about we just sort of talk about ourselves a little bit. And then the first woman who goes is just taking so long. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, woo, you know, I'm from here. Go Spartans. Da, da, da. And, I've, and it's just like, like you're taking so, okay, this was a good idea, but we can't do it this way. You know? Yeah. I um, mean, it, it really is it to me. It, it, it it's, exactly the same as watching the room of people playing um what did i say it was mafia <laughs> yeah mafia. it's it's mafia i mean it just is yeah people can be such assholes playing that game <laughs> i kind of hate that game i just don't like games really you know but... what i hate about it is that i get killed all like very early all the time i hate it because like, <laughs> i just don't trust you and i'm like i haven't said anything and they're like well that's why i'm like well okay I'm the opposite. I get mad because I always make it to the end and I don't want to be because I hate lying and I hate just like having to play. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Yep. Some moments that were just so, I don't know. I wanted to see if you cringe the same way, Tim, where where (laughs) it was like after we had to have the whole like, oh yeah, gay people are people too, like stuff. Where it's <laughs> after they, they voted on saving the gay person, that's like as if we just needed more affirmation, you know, the, the line was, my son is gay and I'm damn proud of it. Kind of that just did not. Yeah, like. it's a little, a little heavy handed. And same I mean, with um, 2014. A, they filmed in 2014, right? So, yeah, that's what was happening in the world. I guess. Yeah. And then um, same with my, uh, what are you, a doctor? Actually, I am. Just like that. Felt like <laughs> just straight out of everything that's terrible. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, my emoji response would be that the the emoji that's just the two eyes and the straight line for a mouth. Yeah. It's, it's like, good... I don't, I'm like, I just, this is what we're doing. <laughs> that's a good emoji. Cool. Um, I found the married couple thread to actually be kind of wrong, like illogical because there's that moment when they're like, they get the husband to turn on, turn to change his vote to save his wife, right? For the, for the group. And it's like, if it's not his actual wife, at a certain point, fuck it. Yeah. 
So I like, I mean, I guess you want it's smart. Well, maybe I should take this back. It is smart in the sense that like she's his only ally in actuality up to that point. So you would try to save it. But like the act of it, I don't know. It just felt a little. Mm, I don't know. It's OK. Maybe it's okay. not that bad. Okay. I don't know. I I felt like I needed to talk, to talk myself through it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> low, low stakes here, Tim. It's, yeah. It's okay. Very. Yep. All right. All right. I don't know. And then, I don't know. I'm trying to think of any, think, any overall things, but I th- we talked about you, it. You know, there's, I think it's just a product of the the conceit of like oh look if you move your hand you do this but like i don't know watching everybody like awkwardly act, watching actors do behavior that's unnatural unnaturally <laughs> makes it just makes me uh, i just don't i'm like i'm annoyed with this now well, they watching could've... people like deliberately close their hand they're like <laughs> I, I just i'm like i <laughs> no i know exactly what What you mean like when one of the last guys like does i think it's the guy who lives like closes his fist which is how you you know affirm your selection of who you're gonna kill it just was like ugh, i don't know i know you know what it's like it's like when you watch um you watch like pre special effects footage of uh, a superhero movie and you, you you don't have the special effects of like you know maybe they're making magic with their hands and like in post you, you like in the final product you'd have like all of this cool special effects around their hands but you see them just like gesturing like this yeah, better yeah. work and then it, it you know and it looks super goofy and weird because you don't have the special effect this felt like that it's just it's just weird behavior it's well, like that's nobody why, would do right. that that's why I just think more stripped down, like, why not just have it? They're, they're aliens. How about their technology is they just know what you're thinking? You know, you don't have to Definitely. have that at all. Well, like, and also at the beginning, then, if if their vote is affirmed by them closing their fists, then a bunch of people close their fists without knowing it. Yeah, I don't know. There's just a little bit of a, like, why make that conceit if you know that it could get you kind of down a bad rabbit hole of lack of logic yeah like just have a be like why do you have to move your hand like why do you have to move your hand <laughs> i mean would have been funny they like add a glow every time or something i wouldn't have put it past them like right, right. they had the, the circles glowing on their palm like to me it, it, uh, it, it if you were gonna do it and it's just like it's just in their heads it's just a thought. Yeah, yeah, that's what. That's yeah. actually cooler to me because then it opens up this realm of like you know the state puff marshmallow man, where it's like you could tell somebody to clear their head all you want, but like thoughts pop in. Yeah, you know, and somebody could say, "I'm definitely voting. I'm gonna vote for this guy to die. I want that guy to die." And then the last second, you're like, you you know the the pregnant lady gets killed and everybody goes whoa what the hell like who did that and somebody has to fess up to it like that's an interesting angle but doing this conceit of the hand thing it just seems dorky i know and i feel like we did have that guy who just refused to play kind of almost does the the job of saying that to the movie in a weird way we're to have the character who's just like doesn't do anything it's like well 
you know, you, you I mean, couldn't they were, have had that character, you know, otherwise. They were one arm away from comic moment of the, the guy who had one arm. Like, what if he had two, if he was missing both arms and couldn't make a <laughs> fist? You know what I mean? Right. Like, they, it's like, why, why paint yourself into that corner? <laughs> right. The only way to foil the aliens is when they, they capture the person who is missing both hands. <laughs> you know, somebody should have pulled out a fucking machete and just started lopping hands off. <laughs> yeah. I would, what, that, I would have watched now? that movie for what sure. Now? Um, <laughs> how about, how about the, the ending? I was just kind of frustrated watching it as far as like, um, yeah. It just felt like there were just so much better moments to cut out on where it's like, oh, is he going to decide in this moment to kill the baby or not? You know, there, there or even before that, like just, I don't know, you could have gotten out just a little earlier, leave it a little more ambiguous and it would have been better. Yeah, um, I think there. Yeah, there's a few things that could have happened. Well, let's that save that a little more impactful. Let's, I want to you talk about they, you know what possible they endings done. for for things of note. Let's save it for that. But as, okay. as far as like what you thought didn't work about this as is well what i'll tell you what didn't work for me is that they didn't add a cgi inside the mom baby um to like move its hand (laughs) 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 they should have gotten the actually the people who did the cg baby for inside that's right to do it they probably could have just grabbed that footage Okay. Well, any major other things that didn't work, or can we go to things of note? Um, I get no, no. I was gonna say that I thought the guy who ended up being the the final guy, like it, it borderline doesn't work that that's the the lone survivor. But I, it's fine. It's it makes sense. I mean, we watched it play out. It was right. Just how how it went. Okay, move on to. Things of note. Things of note! <laughs> this should be interesting. No, kind of, yeah, this movie, since it is fun just to think about, okay, well, what are other ways this could have played out? What were different ending possibilities you saw? I don't. You know, I don't know. I think that there's a there's a kind of a flaw in the premise. Like the question or the purpose of of the that the aliens whatever they're trying to accomplish, like not getting any sort of conclusion on that makes me kind of go, well, who gives a shit then? Like it's just a game for the sake of a game, and then there's the the conceit is that it's in a spaceship. Well, then I mean that kind of though that can work. Like I saw another one of the outs being, you know, before we learn, oh, the it's counting the the, the unborn baby. Um, it's like when it starts counting down on him alone, you know, it just ends up. Nope, this whole time they were all gonna die anyways. You know, I don't know. That can be done. That can be done well. Yeah, I thought it would would have been fun too if like everyone that they thought was getting killed was actually just getting stunned and was like alive in the other room. That could have been fun. Twist. <laughs> Think of different options. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. For me personally, like I want the movie 
to go somewhere else. Like, I want to see, you know, maybe the virtue, the virtue come through. Somebody who, who, you know, let's say this guy's a, you know, the guy who ends up living. He's, he's pretty, you know, he played the game well, right? He, 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 he manipulated people well and, and got out of it. But like, he, does he learn any sort of lesson in any of that? No. Like, I kind of would want to see the next step, not just be, okay, now you get to go to, get to go back down to earth and whatever. I, like, I want to see him have to, like, get off the spaceship. I know this is, you know, this is a different movie in a way because you don't have the, this movie wasn't for that or the budget But think that. of, like, that would be just only bad, though. Like, what would it... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I just want something else. I want him to look, I want to see him have a fucking uh, more of a aha yeah. moment. I like if, the I don't know. I thought it could have been fun if the guy who we were saying, you know, almost made it to the end who didn't do anything if he had just ended up winning. Yeah. I would have liked that ending. Yeah. Well, hmm. I don't know. I just don't know. I, the ending really left me feeling kind of perple- yeah, kind of perplexed, I guess. Where I was like, not only do I am I not entirely sure what to take away from it, I, I'm not even entirely sure I care. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I agree with that. You know, like you get to you really get to know if you're gonna spend ninety minutes with a group of people. I think you need to get to know a smaller amount of them much better to care. Or you you kind of, I mean, I mean, yeah, I don't know. You can still make it something else and make it work for that, just as long as you take that into account. Or it just would have been the kind of movie where it's better characterizations consistently. We're almost feeling, you know for more of them more naturally. Like, you didn't necessarily have to spend more time with them. Yeah. You know, I just had a thought. So what happens if the baby is its own, you know, player? If the mom had won, then the baby and the mom would have had to go against each other. Yeah, so it would have been the mom choosing to kill her baby. That's way more interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> I'll see. I'd want. So I'd watch that. Yeah, and go. Yeah. Holy fuck! That's that actually dark. that's pretty deep and dark. As far as the only reason she made it was because to make the baby survive, and then in the end, she just decides to kill the baby. Right. I well, because other... she has to, because the baby can't decide. Right. Right. They'd both be dead. Um, some specifics about the game I wanted to ask hmm. you, Tim. Okay. Do you think that everybody who is in the back row had an advantage? <laughs> I mean, sure, yeah. Well, uh, yes and no, actually. Like, statistically, I wonder. I think you, if you look at the psychology of, like, who you are, uh, who you have to face, for one thing, like, humans don't want to kill each other. 
as a rule, right? It's hard. It's even soldiers. It's hard. Like you, that's why soldiers get the the like humanity drilled out of them in in lead up, the lead up to going to war is so that you can actually pull the trigger because it is hard to pull that trigger. The only good bug is a dead bug. <laughs> so I think that it works in a couple of ways. The people who are in the inner circle are at risk more, but not from the people who are facing them. They're at risk more from the people who are behind them who can't see their faces. So from that point of view, yeah, the outer circle has an advantage. Yeah. But it didn't play out that way. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just wondering, you know. You know why? Because the lighting on the inner circle was much better. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> but yes, I think that from that point of view, yeah, they, they should have had an advantage. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I would say so. You can right. kind of stay low key back there. Exactly. Exactly. Um, any other things of note you had? I just, for me, most of it was just who I was seeing. Um, you know, they said they cast mostly unknowns, but like I recognized two or three people in there at least. Um, yeah. The pretty girl, Sarah Sanderson. Um, I don't know how I know her, but I know her. Like I'm Facebook friends with her. I think well, I just know her because I've lived in LA for a long time and you know, you cross paths with people and I mean, become Facebook friends with them. These are exactly the kinds of actors, yeah, you just kind of meet I mean, and cross paths with. I have no idea when or or if I've ever actually met her in real life. Maybe. <laughs> um also I don't know who this dude is. The guy who played the husband, Matt Corboy. I I, I swear I've I seen him or know him from something i, I, know. I don't know what the, he's uh, so familiar the one-armed guy too he's his face looked really familiar yeah um and then an actress who i really really like but have really only seen in one thing is julie benz who was the girlfriend in dexter first couple seasons of dexter and she's awesome in it um she's plays the, the wife in this um she's an awesome actress but I don't know why she hasn't I don't know. She I haven't seen her in a ton of things. I've she's been in a ton of things for sure, but mostly uh let's see a lot of lot of TV. Um but she's great. I would have liked to see more of her in this movie. But she had some good moments. Like they gave her some some time, but um a lot of the other faces just were sort of familiar faces. Um Anyway, but those three in particular, I'm like, I know those people. Not personally. Well, sort of, but not really. Well, well, I want to, I want to, let's put a, another circle around this circle, Tim. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we, uh, we, another one for the books until it's sequel square or parallelogram or rhombus he hexagon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll be back for that. Um, <laughs> But um, no, yeah. Let's let's. I want to hear uh, if you got any recommendations for this week. Well, okay. So I do, and the reason I am recommending this specifically is because of the 
you know, the um, the aspect of this movie, the circle of the ticking time bomb, like the 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 countdown clock. Um, I like that. I I love stuff that deals with that. So the um, one of the best episodes of television that I've ever seen is an episode of the the new Battlestar Galactica series that started in 04, not the OG. Oh, the Edward James Almost one? Yes. And the first episode of that reimagining or whatever you want to call it is called, uh, I think it's called 33 and a third or something like that. But it's the first episode. I'm pretty sure it's the first. I'm almost certain it's the first episode. I'm pretty sure it's called 33. The reason it's so good and the reason it's I think it's called 33 and a third is because in the episode they have to jump, you know, through space, right? Like they're I forget what the the device is called or whatever, but they have to jump from one place in space to another to get away from the Cylons, the bad guys. And normally, I guess, you can do that um once and you have quite a long period of time before the Cylons find you. But in this, it's just called 33, excuse me. The episode is just 33 and it is season one, episode one. You could literally watch this episode and nothing else and I think it'd be totally worth it. Um, and having said that, I actually don't want to explain anything else. You should watch it. Just watch that one episode. It's so good. It's like so it? suspenseful. You liked it better than The Circle? Way better. Okay, cool. <laughs> like movie... I would, I would buy this episode of television. You can. It's that good. Um, this wasn't quite a buy it for me per our rating system, but just looking at what I've been watching, been catching up on 2019 movies. Shia LaBeouf's Honey Boy. I thoroughly enjoyed that one. That okay. lived up to its critical acclaim. I thought. Just tour de force performance by Shia. I'm kind of wishing I had watched that last night instead of uh, Joker. Oh, I really like Joker, really. Yeah, I just couldn't get into it. Man, well, we already talked about it. I recommended Dead Did Joker when it came yeah. out. I thought it was great. Um, I'm not saying yeah. it's not good, but I just, it wasn't for me. Mm hmm. You just didn't. I was like, whatever. Um, but yeah, I want. I want to see Honey Boy. That seems. It seems interesting. A couple of people have said they want to know my opinion on it, and I'm like, I find that interesting when somebody wants to not tell you what they thought until you've seen it, so you, they you can tell them what you thought. Because <laughs> they trust you more than them. They want to know. I don't know if that's the case. I think they just don't want to like spoil it or like I think influence they, my they, viewing of they it. They don't want to. That usually seems it's like where they want to like it, but don't know if they maybe like totally yeah. actually do. I get <laughs> it. I feel that way. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of that way with myself. Like when we, you know, a movie that I end up loving, I have to talk with myself about it for a while, <laughs> you know, <Sure>. before <laughs> no much is. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, I want to find out our first uh, hat pull from our new, our new round of uh, <gasps> our, our new round. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Our new, our new hat pull entries. There's a lot of these, what I noticed when I was making them, a lot of them are from our recommendations from people we know or or just people out there, um, which is awesome. 
So yeah. this round, you know, I think we had what, maybe six or so in the last 80 some odd movies that people we knew were like, please do this. This round, I don't even know how many are in this grouping. It's a lot. Um, I, at least half of them were requested by people. Oh. 2000 Maniacs, 1964, submitted by Nick Totti. <laughs> Great. I'm looking forward to that one. Did I say that right? Uh, Toti. Toti. Yeah. I, uh, I think that's oh, a shit. Herschel. I almost dropped it. I think that's Ooh. a Her- Herschel Gordon-Lewis movie. Okay. Cool. I've never heard of it, so cool. 2000 Maniacs. I think that he told me the premise and that that was just, well, it's one that he requested. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. So cool. Sweet. Great. In the meantime, you can find us here at dismemberinghorror.com, wherever podcasts are found. We got that's a true. Gmail. You got an, a Gmail Gmail address. us, yo. Gmail yeah. us. Gmail us, dismembering whore. And um, we got an Instagram, an IG. We got a TWT. That's a Twitter. We got <laughs> all that good stuff. Anyway. Oh, um, so true. Anyway, and we ask if you enjoy the show, please tell a friend, a like-minded friend. We hope mm. you're, we hope we're, we're your friend, too. Gosh, do we ever. Anyway. <laughs> I love we, everybody. I love you all. We do hope everyone's doing well in this time of sequestration. In closing, thank you very much for listening and joining us. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>